Hi, welcome to uh, Shoespeak HR. This is our Christmas special. So, Merry Christmas. Amy's, how are we doing? I'm starting to feel a bit festive. By the, I've not got my Christmas decorations up yet. I am the person that doesn't go for the first. Oh, you're a bit behind. I really <laughs> am. I don't know. I don't know when like November became a thing, but I'm definitely behind. <laughs> so, uh, at the time of recording, I went to my Christmas party last night. So, this episode is going to be no good for me. Uh, I'm just going to be looking back. Yeah, and think, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But Amy Anderson is going to hers tonight, so she has no excuses for uh, bad behaviour come no uh, come yeah. this evening's festivities. So what, what we're going to look at in this episode is to dispel some of the myths associated with Christmas parties. So as you're going to your Christmas party tonight, Amy, uh, do you want to kick us off in so much as does what happens at the Christmas party stay at the Christmas party? Well, um, I think there there is a bit, there can be a misconception um, in amongst employers that businesses aren't liable for the actions of their employees during work events, such as the work Christmas party. Um, and I think this, this is a misconception, particularly say when the party takes place away from the workplace or outside working hours. But actually there have been a number of cases in recent years which confirm that employers can be, we call it vicariously liable as lawyers, um, but for the actions of their employees at Christmas parties. And that basically means that employers can be can be sued for things that their employees have done at Christmas parties. Um, and I think it's probably worth emphasising as well that that's not necessarily it's not necessarily just limited to kind of the official work Christmas party like the one that I'm that I'm going to this evening and that Andy went to yesterday. I think it can it won't always, but it can also extend to kind of the impromptu work drinks and stuff depending on kind of the circumstances. So certainly something for employers to be aware of that yes, the official Christmas party is likely to be seen within the scope of employment for the purposes of of liability, but it can also extend to impromptu team drinks and things like that. Um, so yeah, I think it's safest for employers to assume that they can be held liable for the actions of their employees during the Christmas parties and basically plan accordingly. I'm sure you two will have seen the, the Shoesmiths email as well, which talks about kind of the, the festive period and the key things for employees to be aware of, like making sure. And again, it's, it's not it's not even just the standard things about what you should be doing, at, like the behaviours that are acceptable at a Christmas party. But I think from a, from a general kind of ER perspective, it's good just to be saying encouraging people to think about how they're getting home, the transport that they're using and all that kind of thing, just to make sure that employees are, are staying safe when they're out and about. Yeah, absolutely. It's that duty of care, isn't it, as well? You know, kind of so, you know, doing what you can, especially, you know, kind of at the moment when there's train strikes galore and all that, you know, kind of just, just trying to do some other thinking in advance for your staff. So I suppose I, I can add another issue um, here. So I suppose another myth to look at is um, whether absent employees um, need inviting to the party. Um, so it's rare that absent employees, so when I say an absent employee, I mean somebody on sick leave or maternity leave or a different type of parental leave. Um, basically, should they be deliberately excluded from Christmas events? And obviously, the answer to that is no. Um, and I think it is quite rare that that happens. But I think sometimes these individuals can be overlooked, um, particularly if they've been absent for a long time. Um, I think we see this quite a lot with people who sometimes are on long-term sick leave. And it might be that actually they, they don't or they can't come because of the reason why they're off, but um, they should definitely be invited still and shouldn't be excluded. And I think if employers assume 
that these absent employees will not attend the party and therefore don't go ahead and invite them because they just assume they're not going to come anyway. Um, it could actually give rise to maybe possible discrimination claims depending as to why they're off, etc. So I think the main sort of point there is just make sure everybody is invited, everybody knows about it um, and gets an equal opportunity basically to come if they want to. Yeah, I've definitely seen that in in tribunal claims. Kind of one of the list of acts of discrimination is is kind of not inviting uh, an individual who is off on maternity leave to the Christmas party. Um, you know, so it, it's and sometimes it, it's by mistake. You know, kind of people out of sight, out of mind. But it, but it just shouldn't be the case. Um, I, you know, so. I also think it can be done with the best of intentions sometimes because I think sometimes employers think, oh, they don't want to be contacted because of this, because of that, because of the other. But unfortunately, that's not always the right way to think about it. No, correct. Um, and I guess one other thing as well, which I quickly checked my contract this morning, no, I'm joking, um, is whether you can dock employees their pay when they arrive to work at the next day a tad late or don't arrive at all, I guess. Um, Are you saying you were late this morning, Andy? Were you, not, you late logging on? <laughs> not at all. Not at all, Amy. Um, so, yeah, it, it, the, the question then is it's quite a, a techie legal one in so much as would it be an unlawful deduction of wages um, or could it be something that's authorised by the contract or has the individual given consent for that? So, I mean, the first starting point is to check in the contract to see what what the contractual position is um but equally if um you're going to need consent um then you're better to get that in advance and then to do that would be to to send a memo to employees asking them to confirm their understanding of the rules and regulations around the next day the following day after the christmas party and then what that what that will look like in terms of absenteeism or or kind of individuals turning up late so yeah it just again it's almost making sure that people understand um you from an employer's perspective what the contractual position is but equally the individual so that there can be no kind of miscommunication around that point and and i guess the other thing is so that you know people know about this before they embark on the night out and don't get kind of embroiled in it a couple of too many shandies and and kind of read into things what they will so if, if people know the rules before they they start then that's always kind of the best the best possible way of, of managing those employee relations um i feel like we've 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 kind of put a damper on christmas parties here haven't we put it made the we christmas are, party illegal affair <laughs> yeah we are the employment law police i guess um and and i know that hr people kind of look and and kind of worry about this period of time um as much as any um and i guess we will see what our inboxes look like come early January as to kind of how well our uh, our clients and their staff behave at various events over the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, so thank you for listening. Um, I hope those that are listening and are getting ready to go to their Christmas parties have a wonderful time and equally have a, a, a great break when you get there. Um, we do appreciate you listening, you know, kind of hope you come and join us again next year to, you know, kind of discuss the various topics. If you want to get in touch with us at all, you know, as ever, the best way to, to do so is shoespeakhr at shoesmith.com. We're happy to accept e-cards wishing us Merry Christmas if uh, <laughs> that's what our listeners want to do. But Merry Christmas, Amy's. Merry Christmas, Andy. Merry Christmas.